And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, great show for you today. It's joined by my friend Aaron Bandler. Always a great time talking to Aaron. Uh, we talked about the end of mask wearing in America. Uh, we talked about Taylor Lorenz, the worst journalist on the planet, doxing libs of TikTok, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Aaron, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe if you are an iTunes user. Please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Aaron Bandler. All right, guys, we're here with my friend Aaron Bandler. Aaron, how you been, man? Well, I've been good personally. Uh, the news lately has been really pissing me off, but but you know, personally, I've been okay. How about yourself, Brady? Same. Yeah, that that uh that clocks it pretty well, I'd say. I'm a little bit uh I'm a little bit more unhinged than usual this week. Um, it is tax week, so <laughs> understandable. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, are you, have you recovered from from tax day? Have you emotionally dealt with what the government did to you over the last year? I still have PTSD. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, th- 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 thankfully, you know, I I didn't really owe a lot, so uh, so you know, I I came out of this rel- relatively unscathed. Um, <laughs> but you know, there are, there are others who have been hit a lot harder by tax day than I am. So yeah, that's for sure. See, I'm a libertarian, so that means it takes me like a year or so to get over what government does to me every april and by then it's time <laughs> to pay taxes again so it's just like a never-ending cycle of frustration for me i just never sure. quite get over it you know well but, it's like i was telling you before before the podcast started that, that tax day should be moved to the day before election day every year yeah and democrats would never win another seat i mean from exactly. president to dog catcher ever again just right-wing control over everything forever and ever if that was the yep. case. No, I, I totally agree. I think that's a Mark Levin idea, right? And I, it I, is, to- yeah. I totally support that, a hundred percent. Yeah. Quick, just as I note, it is 4:20 day, April 20th. Um, huh. So just real quick, uh, I mean, like, just all right. Bipartisanship is terrifying. Like, bipartisanship is like the most terrifying word in the English language because it means that the government's about to bomb the crap out of somebody or tax yeah. the crap out of us. <laughs> you know, yep. like war and raising taxes is the only thing that both parties agree on. But like. It is bizarre that in 2022, Congress hasn't ended the federal prohibition on marijuana yet. I mean, it's like, I mean, it, like Congress, like the congressional approval rating is at like 10% or something. And it's like 90% of the country believes weed should be legal. Both parties like have essentially endorsed making weed legal in their platforms. It's like every member of Congress could take a W back home to their state or district by making weed legal. It's just kind of weird to me that they haven't yet. Like, why, like, why wouldn't they want to like seize that low hanging fruit? Yeah. Good question. I, I mean, I, I, and I, I personally support decriminalizing weed. Uh, I am not a weed smoker. never smoked it once ever. Oh, I don't plan on it. I don't, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not my thing, 
that's but fair. that's fair. Uh, but um, I think the main thing is, is is the fact that it should be a state issue. It, it's 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 a federalism issue, and states should decide. You know whether whether or not we should legal or not, it should be the federal government deciding that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you'd think it'd be low hanging fruit, but um, I I guess Congress has other priorities. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I uh, well, I'm not going to skip ahead because we have a couple of things to mention first. But uh, I think uh, Congress should also make it mandatory that Taylor Lorenz smokes weed. Maybe that would cut <laughs> down a little bit. But we'll we'll get to, we'll get to her in just a second. Uh, but I, I actually want to start with a little bit of good news for a change. Um, because we never have good news to report <laughs> on this podcast, yeah. as you know. But a federal judge in Florida struck down the CDC's unconstitutional mask order on airplanes and, and uh, public transportation. So, I mean, it took two years, man. 25 months of government forcing people to put cloth on their face just because they can. And it's finally over. So, hey, man, we'll, we'll, take, a, we'll take a dub wherever we can get one. Right. Oh, it's over for now. I mean, the, the part of justice apparently is going to be appealing it. Because right. if these things claim it's necessary, um, it's like it's it's like well how uh, why like if there's never been any real reason given and I think I think it's worth mentioning is the fact that on airplanes they've actually figured out how to deal with COVID correctly in the sense that like if they they their ventilation system is such where basically if COVID is you know put in the air uh, whether you're coughing or sneezing or whatever like it's the ventilation basically kills it, you know, and and that should have been what the focus from the get go when this pandemic first started is focusing on ventilation to try and kill COVID in urban spaces instead of all this math and social distancing, you know, stuff. But, um, you know, but it, so but basically the masks were never necessary on on airplanes, um, and and, and they're obviously not necessary now when everyone's either vaccinated. Or already had COVID, so those people have immunity anyway. Um, so I, so, so yeah, this, this, this was long overdue, and and the fact, and see, and now the Biden administration for, for really no reason is now appealing it. Um, it. So we'll 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 see how far it goes, but it seems like the airlines are now done with it, and I think most people are done with it too, except for you know these hardcore lefties who viewed as a religion. And and it, it, people, so people like Roland Martin, uh, being like, you know, I'm still oh going to wear a mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm still going to wear a mask to protect people. And, and, and you know, um, I forget what exactly what sweet said, but something online said that. And like, okay, buddy, like, you do that. Like, just, 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 just leave me alone. It just must um, be such a tough day for liberal white women. I mean, like, they, they made... For Karen's, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, liberal white women, I mean, they made it part of their personality for the last two years to just, like, whine that people aren't wearing masks. It's like, how are they going to... I mean, how are they going to fill that those hours in the day? I mean, if, like, if you're a liberal white woman, you spent, you know, four to six hours maybe a day whining about masks, like, how are you going to fill the time? Like, yeah. You might, I mean, you might they... actually have to, like, hang out with your children. Can you imagine? They probably don't even remember how. Or you know, so some of some of some of some of these carriers might not, might not have children, so they build a boy by by harass people who don't wear masks. <laughs> um, and what's particularly rich is like Paul Krugman, you know, um, it, it, uh, an alleged economist. Uh, I'm using alleged very loosely here. Um, he 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 said the other day, like, oh, and the people who, are, who wear a mask are, are, are going to be targeted and harassed. It's like. Uh, have Good. you ever seen like any video ever of uh, people not wearing masks getting harassed? Well, I, I don't uh, think on I'm, airplanes. 
Well, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was talking with Drew Holden on the show like a few weeks ago about this. I'm not right. for harassment, obviously. I'm a libertarian. Yeah, I me neither. In the non-aggression principle. But yeah, me neither. I do think that we should mask shame these people. And I gave a very good example. And Drew gave an example, too. He was like, dude, I had a bowl cut until I was 21 years old. My friends shamed me out of it because I looked like an idiot. I was like, yeah, man. I mean, I'm in a band. And from, like, 2009 to, like, 2012, like, we wore skinny jeans on stage all the time. And then oh, people geez. were like, yeah. And then our friends were like, dude, stop doing that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I do look totally ridiculous. I'm going to stop wearing skinny jeans. So it's like we used shame to end the skinny jeans era and the bowl cut era. Why can't we use that same those same tactics to end uh, the mask stuff? Well, what I would say is, and so so it's something that a friend of mine brought up to me recently was that he was like, "Well, these people went after me for for not wearing a mask, and, and, and now they're telling me that I need to respect their choices." Like, no, you don't get to do that. And, and that's not to say that it should be harassed. But the point is, is is that it kind of goes back to what we were saying. For the, before started recording here, of using their rules against them, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, it's the only way to mutually assure destruction to get, to get this sort of harassment and targeting of people who who, who left us in like. Like, we need to, we, like, we have to use mutually assured destruction to get it to stop. I'm not, I'm not endorsing harassment and people wearing masks, but I think mask shaming, I, I, I think that's, I, I, I think that's totally within bounds of the discourse that the left has set for us. At least with sure. dudes. At least with dudes. At least you know with dudes, I mean? yeah. Because, like, yeah. you know, women, they'll get offended more easily. They might actually get hurt by the shaming. Yeah. But if sure. it's just, but if you're just among friends, you're among dudes, if you have a, a liberal friend who's wearing a mask, dude, I mean, it's like, it, it's your obligation as a friend to make fun of that guy. Yeah, for sure. 100%. So, I mean, like, obviously the libs are going to keep doing the mask virtue signaling thing for a while like i don't know how long because it's very similar to skinny jeans actually you know you're wearing it for no reason and they're extremely uncomfortable <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's like nobody actually wanted to wear skinny nobody's like oh man these skinny jeans are super comfortable i just love the way you just can't just feel your legs after a while i just love the way you're just like just uncomfortable in the genital region constantly See, no, nobody wants that. And same thing with masks. So, I, like, I don't think the mask signaling will last as long as as some people think. I don't know. What do you think? Days, months, or years? Will the Democrats do the mask virtue signaling stuff? Well, I mean, as far as Democrats go, I, I think that I'm, I think that they, if they keep this up, the bloodbath in 2022 is just going to be real. Like, it, it's going to be massive. And masks will – the masks and the, all the mandates should be – a part of that, but as far as like, like regular people, like regular, I, I mean, people, I, I, I mean, like you know, like full line hardcore leftists. I mean, they might just mask to the end of time because because clearly the human psyche of these people uh, is broken. It, it's yeah. broken. Like they they are now paranoid. They are forever afraid of COVID and getting sick. Um, and it's just it's it's it. I, these people really need. There are a lot of people out there who I think need therapy to get through the fact that COVID is an endemic illness and we're all going to get it at some point. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's just, you can't live life in fear forever, but, but so these people how uh, seem to be perpetually afraid. And, 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 and moreover, I, I think these people view masks 
as like a, a, a symbol of virtue signaling. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of like the Seinfeld episode where, where Kramer is forced to wear the ribbon. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's basically what Matt's have become now. It, it's yeah. now a, it's now a, a symbol that you care, quote unquote. Like, it, it, a, it, even though like it's it's but again like it's not actually doing anything. You know, yeah, I mean, you're not protecting it, you're not protecting just, yourself. You're not protecting anyone else. Yeah. It's just a face diaper. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's just they they do it just to show the world how much they love voting for Democrats. It's like look, much, this is a mask. Yeah. This is the, I, I'm wearing this because I love Joe Biden. I mean, like that's that's all it is. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you have, yeah. like if if you see somebody with a mask walking around, you know they're a Democrat. If you see somebody with an American flag on the front of their house, you know they're a Republican. Right. You know. You know and like I, that's just I, that's I, how I, it is at this point. Yeah. Uh, Earlier in the month, I went, I went to a comedy show, and, and and the comedian was saying like, if if, if you are are wearing a mask inside your car by yourself, you don't need to have, have that Biden bumper sticker on the back of your car. Yes. People, we already know. <laughs> it's redundant. It is completely yeah. redundant at this point. Um, yeah. So we got to talk about the the the, ma- yes. the major story of the day. Yes. And that is Taylor Lorenz, the the worst yeah. journalist, and that is saying something. The worst journalist. I mean, that's like no you know, kidding. I mean, it's like who's you know Lenin or Stalin? Who's worse? You know, I mean, it's like I yeah <laughs> Castro or Pol Pot. I mean, I don't know. Pick your poison, but like. I, I do think this woman is the worst journalist in the world. A, a truly sinister regime agent. A bought and paid for DNC propagandist who works for the Washington Post. Um, she, she docks the woman who runs the Libs of TikTok account. Posted her name, her religion, her pace, place of business, address, all this stuff. Um, Lorenz has been stalking her family members showing up at their homes. Um, and, and the Washington Post thinks this is great. Democrats believe this is great. Um, so Aaron, I mean, imagine that. I mean, doxing is is good again. The doxing is back on the menu, apparently. Yeah, um, and and I think what's also worth mentioning is the fact that that, that the Washington Post issued a statement yesterday defending defending the They're like, oh, we didn't reveal a, 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 any uh, any personal information. Um, you literally linked to her address and the story, and then removed it. So clearly, you did. So clearly, you did post personal information. And they got rid of it because you knew it was wrong. So they're lying. Uh, which no, is I mean, they, their credibility. But, yeah, but I mean, like, they I, did that on yeah. purpose. They, I mean, they, they posted that just so all the other journalists could write it down and go harass the lady before, you know, they had to remove it. That's why they did. I mean, that was intentional, obviously. Yeah. The entire piece, as we talked about before the show started, the entire piece is dishonest. From the very beginning, it starts out by, 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 by um, talking about a sex education teacher who was exposed by this account. Um, but what 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 that what, what Lorraine doesn't mention in her piece is that that sex education teacher was running a summer camp called Sexy Summer Camp, who was <laughs> where she taught BDSM to kids as young as thirteen. Dude, like, what like... else do you call that other than grooming? Wood chipper, straight. Do not pass go. Go into the exactly. wood chipper. If you're teaching BDSM exactly. to twelve year olds, I mean you. You deserve to be in prison the rest of your life. I'm sorry. I mean, you're a man. Like, you don't belong in society. You're a danger to yourself and others. I mean, right. And, and which talks about the person behind the behind the account. Uh, we're not going to use, use her name here, and we didn't use it in my reporting on the matter either because because we support this woman's safety. But but in the piece, when talking about her prior Twitter accounts, Lorenz says, "Oh, is she promulgating QAnon conspiracy theories?" What was the evidence? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, just and, says and, it. Yeah. yeah. 
Just says it, it. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like she minimized COVID. Well, but but Ben Shapiro pointed out today that by, by minimizing COVID, what she was actually doing was making fun of of the left for for not caring about COVID when like for like during the BLM riots. You know, it, it, it's like you know you see you saw like Eric Garcetti among others like not wearing masks at, at these riots with people basically at, at like you know. In a super super crowded area, um, and so like that's what she's making fun of was 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 how there are certain scenarios where where, where the left doesn't care about masks when it suits their agenda. But that, according in the perverse mind of Taylor Lorenz, is minimizing COVID. Um, and, and and so everything about the piece is just a dishonest his piece. And someone pointed out yesterday, like look at people that are quoting that article. It quotes someone from Media Matters, whose entire the entire existence of Media Matters. It's to smear people on the right, but by by using deceptively edited videos, um, or, or or even when they're not simply edited, like they'll just tweet out a clip and then distort and then and they and they give a description, distorting the clip, hoping that you don't watch the clip, that um, proving what they said wrong. Um, so she quotes the, and then it quotes from ACLU, but to this point, like ACLU is basically just a, a, you know a, a lefting operation because all they do now is, is support leftists. Oh yeah. Um. So it, it's an entirely I- ideological piece, and it's um and 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 what I something else focused on the main crux of my reporting yesterday was that it mentions in the piece <laughs> that the first time I was a TikTok is proud orthodox is proud orthodox Jew. Like, what's that to do with the article? It's Literally like, nothing. It's like, Literally nothing. Like, that's not relevant to the story at like, all. Look, I'm not saying like anti-Semitism is not funny, so I apologize for laughing. But no, it's it's, it's legitimately hilarious how Taylor Lorenz. It's like if you read the article, she just like breaks character halfway through and just for no reason at all, just makes it clear that this woman is an Orthodox Jew. It's like why, why, like why is why is an anonymous Twitter user's faith relevant to anything? I mean, it's just like what it doesn't. It's like you're not even. And it's in the same paragraph about talking how talking about how this woman has built like a a powerful influential media presence. And by the way, she's a Jew. <laughs> and it's like, okay, right? It, hey, it, man, it, it, why? Like, it's like, why is that even? That why? Why? Like, you're you're not hiding the ball. You're not hiding what you're doing, Taylor. Like, oh yeah. My, my and, goodness. And, and of course, like anti-Semitic tropes are all built in the idea that Jews have have this outsized influence and they're manipulating things. You know, it's it, it, it's just conspiracy theories, and, and so to to so to say that she's an Orthodox Jew after saying that she's all this influence. I mean, that's not that's not even a dog whistle. Like that that's pretty blatant. <laughs> yeah. um, and Taylor Swift has a history of doing this too. I, I, yeah. Some people pointed on Twitter yesterday. Um, there's this this is great threaded by I think the account's called the Inquisitor. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but basically she smeared someone who's an Orthodox Jew on Clubhouse. Uh, remember Clubhouse that that. Audio only app that that started during the pandemic and now is basically gone by the wayside. Man, that clubhouse um, sucked, dude. I tried to use it yeah. for like two days. And I'm like, man, this sucks. This yeah. is a mistake. Yeah, your face is better. Uh, but um, but basically, like, if there there's a guy on Clubhouse. Clubhouse has has had a major problem with anti-Semitism for quite some time now. And there's this person named David Markovich, I think was his name, who I, I think he 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 became sort of a uh, a target on Clubhouse for various reasons, and one of the things that he's the tail of the range quoted him as saying 
was, oh, like, whose quote is, oh, anything is, is, is a problem on Clubhouse. Except that what he actually said was, if it's a couple months on Clubhouse, it wasn't a problem. So, 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 you know, that's clear context. She removed. And she also didn't mention the fact that, this, that David Markovich is an Orthodox Jew. Oh, um, and, 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 and so her tweets saying all this were later deleted, but they made their way in, into some article that got reposted on Yahoo, repeating these smears from her. And that article is still like, if you Google this guy's name, it's the first thing that pops up. Is this article smearing him based on based on lies that Taylor Lorenz tweeted out? Uh, like, she's deleted those tweets. So, like, so she's by doing this, she's acknowledging that that that, that, that she had, had posted like incorrect information. But now the incorrect information is enshrined in an article against this guy. So, like, this is what she does. Like, like she smears people who, who she doesn't like without any regard for the facts, for the for, for the for the for the truth, for any journalism ethics, and um. So, like, this is the same person. She, this yeah. is the same person who was crying on TV. Yeah. Like two weeks ago, because somebody was mean to her on Twitter. And then, yeah. she, and then she she puts all this time into doxing right wingers. Like, what a complete hack! And if you just look at Look at Twitter over the last 24 hours. Like, the Democrats love this stuff, man. Not just other journalists. I mean, just, like, Democratic voters. Like, they're fine. Like, they want... They, they're they f- consumed with hatred for Republicans that they're totally fine with these tactics. And honestly, I'm to- I'm perfectly fine with, like, the Jesse Kelly model of political discourse. Just do whatever to them that they're doing to us. Like, I'm... I, I'm honestly, I... I don't touch it myself, but, like, I'm fine with Republicans doxing these liberal journalists. Dox them all. If they're going to dox us, dox them back. I mean, there has to be there. I, I, I can't stand the nice guy Republican thing that still has a grip on the most of the GOP. It's like this is why we lose, man. We don't fight back like these people are never going to stop. They're getting worse. They're getting more aggressive and they keep getting away with it, which means which makes them more and more bold. It's like we're going to have to there has to be some kind of mutually assured destruction here. I agree. I, I mean, if we have to have to make them play by the same rules that, that they have set out for us. It's the only way to get this kind of thing to stop. Yeah, man. I mean, and all of this, and the funniest thing about the libs of TikTok, the hatred for libs of TikTok, I mean, one, like the, the premise of Taylor Lorenz's ridiculous article was that libs of TikTok is disinformation, which makes no sense. Like, in so many, like you, they just, she just reposts unedited videos from Democrats that Democrats put on the internet. It's public on TikTok. And this account just takes these videos and tweets them out. So I don't know how, like, just—you're not even quoting these people. You're just posting videos that they already put on the Internet. I'm not sure how that's disinformation. But, like, Taylor Lorenz and the rest of the left is so angry because the the, the Democrats got caught red-handed trying to turn kids trans, okay, in kindergarten. They got caught, and so the account that caught them must be silenced, and the person running the account must be personally and professionally destroyed. I mean, that's the Democratic Party. Like, that is who we are dealing with. That is our—those are our political opponents. Like, I, it's— I'm done pretending that these people are are more noble than they are. They have no nobility. They have no ethics. You know, they have no standards. I mean, they, they just they they hate us. They want to they want to destroy us. That's it. And that's their their yeah. entire their entire political philosophy is crushing the right. That's the only thing they care about. Right. And that uh, one B had an article yesterday, basically saying that you know, liberals are, are, are upset that that their own words were publicly posted or something like that. Um, but that's if it's basically like that sums up let's talk account perfectly is that as you said like they just take there's our republic 
and, and then just share some with everyone. Um, and the thing is that this TikTok isn't just going after like random people. Like it's teachers. You know, yes. it's, 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 this is what's being taught to your kids and, and classrooms. Like, 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 let's talk. Let's of TikTok is doing a public service. Yes. By exposing these people, and you know, in a same not world, even exposing, they expose yeah. themselves. They chose, yeah, exactly. they, they willingly posted these videos on the internet. Like it's it's not yeah. even like yeah, yes, they're exposing them, but like not not even that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sure. it's like it's not I don't even know if you could call that exposing somebody, but like in but you're absolutely right. She's targeting teachers. Teachers are agents of the state in positions of power over children. They should be scrutinized more than just about anyone else in our society. I mean like Public school teachers should be terrified every second of every day that they could be fired for any reason. I mean, they should like you should I agree. be public school teachers should be stressed out of their minds that they're one word, one slip up away from being fired and unhirable for the rest of their lives. That's how I want public school teachers to go through their lives because they're agents yeah. of the federal government who are in positions of power over children. I mean, these people should be scrutinized more than anybody. I mean, it's like the military, police, and public school teachers should be should be scrutinized more than anyone else in our society. Yeah, I and 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 um, I, I think so. I forget the point on Twitter, but but in a sane world, the person behind lots of TikTok would be it, it would, would would be in the position Taylor Lorenz is in, meaning that like like if the Washington Post was an honest publication. They would hire the woman to talk to be reporting on what teachers are actually saying and doing. Yes. You know, but for the same reasons he said, but it's the Washington Post seems to be, seems to love the idea of, of, of doxing political opponents. Um, I mean, they, the Washington Post was promoting this story on, on Twitter yesterday. I've literally except promoted yeah. on, on their tweet promoting the story. So they're, they're yeah. loving this. They love it. Like, like that's, that's, that, that, that's, that's our media right there. You know, like that's that that's that, that, that this is what they love to do. Enemies, um, enemies of the American people. The yeah, enemies the of, enemy of the people. The enemies of decency. I mean, they they're the enemies of anything good and decent in this world. My God, yeah, it's a disgrace to my profession, certainly. Absolutely, and Taylor. And side note, we can end here. Taylor Lorenz is forty nine years old. <laughs> yeah, like one. I thought she was like thirty, <laughs> because like her profile picture must be a picture from like. 20 years ago. You it know? has to be, I mean, yeah. Apparently she's lied about her age a whole bunch. She wants to keep her age secret. So, you know, make, make sure to point out on Twitter that she is, in fact, one year shy of uh, a half a century, that Taylor Lorenz. But, I mean, like, I know I'm a pretty unhinged fellow, you know. I'd like to think that's why the audience likes me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I'd like to, but I'd like to think by 49 I'll be a little less unhinged than I am now. Like, I can't imagine... Like, I can't imagine being Taylor Lorenz anyway. But I can't imagine anybody being Taylor Lorenz at age 49. Like, her entire public persona, like, makes sense if she's 31, you know? But, like, not not 50. You just can't behave like that at 50. Like, come on. No. Like, come on, man. If you're doing, if you're behaving like that at the age of 50, like, brother, you've made some wrong turns in life. You gotta, yeah. you gotta go home and rethink your life, as Obi-Wan would say. Like, my goodness. Uh -huh. She's 49 years old. Going around I, boxing I mean, anonymous I, I, Twitter users. My goodness. I, I, I can't imagine it either. I mean, it's, it's like you must really have um, some serious demons that, that you're dealing with if, if you are acting like that at age 49. I don't. I, I just can't understand it. Yeah. 
I mean, and we do definitely need a new, uh, since you are technically a journalist, um, as much as I, 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 I usually use that word as a, as an insult, as a pejorative. As a, yeah, as a pejorative. <laughs> we, we really need to uh, come up with a new word for you and, and a handful of <laughs> the five or six good journalists left in the country. Yeah. Like, we just need to just scrap the word journalist, just make it officially a pejorative, and just just start fresh. Wipe the slate clean, come up with a new word. Any ideas? Just off the top of your head? Uh, and you, you can't I, call I, I, hey, hey, don't get cocky. You can't be like, you can't say, like, journalists should be called, like, a bandler or something. Like, that's just, that's not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> oh, That'd be funny, actually. <laughs> I can't want to start that now. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I have to ask you that, ask you that with some thought. Um, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll find something. Everybody hit us up on Twitter for some, uh, for some uh, some ideas, we need we need to we'll come up with this over the next couple of weeks. We'll 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 mint a new we'll coin a new term for uh, what used to be referred to as a journalist, because you just get you can't be associated with people like that, man. Like that yeah. is, like I can't imagine like man, like it's like I, I know I I hope this isn't like blasphemous or anything, but like I I view journalists like I would imagine Jews viewed like Roman tax collectors, like people that have like, are just a traitor to your own people. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how the Israelis viewed the, the, the Jews that went to work for the Romans to collect taxes, like traitors to their own people. And that's how I view with journalists, man. Like they were supposed to defend us, the little guy, defend the citizens, you hold the powerful accountable, hold the government, the hold hold government officials feet to the fire. And all they do is they're doxing random people on behalf of Joe Biden. You know what I mean? That they, they are truly yeah. traitors. They are traitors to the working class, to the middle class, to the, the, the people without power. Like, it's these are disgusting regime agents. That's all they are at this point. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, agents of the state. And they, I mean, it can go back to the fact that I think journalists have these out, has some sort of this outside, these out, these outsized opinions of themselves. Like, um, who is it? I, I forget the, if, who said this? But it was like the, either someone, some journalist at MSNBC said that that that, that they are basically like firefighters running to a fire. It's like no, you guys are just like they're you the guys arsonists. are activists. Yeah, they're the yeah, arsonists. Yeah, that's true. Like that's about That's the way to put. It. They're the arsonists. You know, they're. I mean, these journal, journalists have always viewed themselves as activists, basically, uh, and and that's a problem because journalists are supposed to be objective. But they're, but like, it's, but they're, so they're hiding their activism under the auspices of, of objectivity. Um, and so people think they're getting news, they're actually getting opinion. And so, I mean, the one thing, like, if, like, Hillary Renz were to just go out there and say, I'm a Democrat, this is, this is my perspective. I mean, that, that, that at least would be. I'm 49, someone, you know, just start yeah, being yeah. honest with people. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but she doesn't, like, like, she pretends to be an objective journalist. And Washington Post just be to be an objective paper, um. So, I, I mean, that in a nutshell is the problem with 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 with, with, with the media, um. And you know, you, you just hope that more and more people are waking up to that. Speaking of the Washington Post, remember when its owner Jeff Bezos shot himself in outer space in a giant penis? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that's all I got. We'll, we'll yeah. end there. Aaron, my brother, thanks for doing this. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody read your stuff, follow you online, all that good stuff? Um, yeah, so read my stuff at jewishjournal.com. Um, I write every day. Um, we also we're also doing this thing now. 
where the Jewish Journal has Twitter spaces every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at, at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so I'll be hopping on a space from right after we finish recording here. Um, and today, actually, we are having someone from Princeton on because right now, Princeton student government basically had um, basically Princeton had, had a referendum on about the boycott, investment, and sanctions movement against Israel. And initially, like the students were told that abstentions would count toward the vote. Um, and, and so it appeared that the resolution failed because the abstentions and the opposition outweighed the support. Uh, but now the, the, the student government is trying to say, well, actually, the abstentions don't count. And the, and the abstentions don't count, and that means the referendum passes. Um, so there, there's some sort of like dirty tricks going on, some shenanigans going on. The student government, for instance, and we're having uh, so, a, a student there on to talk about it. So. Uh, if, if you can't tune in real time, like we have a recording of all of our spaces, so be sure to check it out. Yeah, every, everybody definitely check that out. And everybody follow Aaron on Twitter. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.